What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Now, this is what you call legacy. Inheritance is what you leave for them. Yeah. But legacy is what you leave in them. And I think that it's important that we can leave them stuff, but we got to also teach them how to I'm manage it. Right now, this is your show, man. Go ahead. How that show go? How that show go? Man, you are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Even if we establish wealth, it doesn't get to the next generation. It doesn't. So it's just one and done. One and completely done. Now before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. <clears throat> so Pastor Knox, man, I asked you to come on the show. I've known you for years, man, and I've, I've watched your entrepreneurship journey, but I never understood why you did it. And I didn't, I, 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 I've loved seeing you dive into the entrepreneurship space and the pastoral space, but I never really understood the why behind your entrepreneurship side of things. And when you told me your why, I said, yo, I gotta get you on the show. Wow. I, I, gotta, I gotta get you on the show because we see the, the epidemic and the crisis in the student loan crisis right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are not getting homes because of student loans. Um, people, specifically people of color, are the most impacted by the student loan crisis that we have right now. Right. I wrote a book called Debt Free Degree with my my family over there at Ramsey Solutions, and uh, we even did a documentary um, on student loans. And I want to I want to ask you this because you started a business as a black man, as a black father, to prevent your daughter from having student loans. Right. Let's talk about that, man, because I think some people are like, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> Why, as a father, mm -hmm. did you start a business to make sure that your daughter didn't have to take out student loans and graduate 100% debt-free when the whole world is saying, oh, student loan debt is, that's good debt. Right. Talk to me as a father on that, from that angle. Three things drive me. Yeah. Of course, um, when my father died at my father's funeral, okay. I sat there and um, I was crying. Yeah. My kids looked over at me and I guess they thought I was crying because of the fact that 
you know, I missed him, but he walked out of our life, walked out of my life. I mean, and that's not a sad thing, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Gotcha. But it's a reality. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. When he was alive, he abused us. Then one day, he abandoned us. Wow. And when he died, um, my sisters never thought he had life insurance. But he died, and he died, uh, he had an accidental death policy. And so, of course, he died of cancer. So he left us a bill. Mm. It was at that moment mm. that my decision to not leave my kids hanging. Mm. And I said to myself, I'm not going to leave my kids hanging. And so that was one of the things that drove me. The other thing is I read this book um, by Thomas Spiro okay. called The Hidden Cost of Being an African American. Ooh. And um, a white guy wrote the book. And the, the premise is, is that black kids, the difference between black kids and white kids is head start assets. Yes, sir. So the three, yes, things, sir. The three things that he said that black kids don't get, that white kids do, is that they get um, free education. Ooh. They get um, a, a wedding fund. Ooh. And they also, you know, get money towards the first house. Pause. Pause right now. What's the name of this book? It's called The Hidden Cost of Being an African American. And a white man wrote this Thomas, book? Thomas Spiro. It changed my life. But why? I, I, and, and I never heard of this book. I'm about to get this book. Yeah. We're going to drop this book yeah. in the show notes today. Yeah. Why would a white man write this book? Did he say? Because he saw, the, he saw the, um, the, there was no equality as it pertains wow. to black people and building wealth. Wow. And so um, that's the thing. When I read that book, when I read that book, my son, my first son, was in like the sixth grade. And that's okay. when I purposed in my heart. Yeah, yeah. Now let's be biblical about it. The this, Bible says, come on. a good man leaving inheritance to his children. Children, children. children. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, the, the inheritance of the father is house and riches. Mm. That's what it says, okay? But, but here is the thing. Um, when I say I'm not going to leave my kids hanging, I don't want them to start from scratch. Because here's the thing. I Anthony! Did, I didn't get the cake. Ah! I didn't get the ingredients. Ah! And I didn't get the recipe. Ah! So I wanted to sh make sure that my kids not just didn't, they didn't just get the cake. Because you can eat the cake up and the cake gone. And you don't have the ingredients to make the cake again. The ingredients and then the recipe. Oh, my God. So the three things is my experience with my father, this book, yeah. and, the, and the Word of God. Yeah. So I met this, I met, um... Uh, I'm with my business, yeah. You know yep. the texting business that yep. I had then. Uh, my son is pretty much running that now. Yes, he is. And so he was running it. Um, and so and a side plug. Did. Yeah. Everyone who you connect, like everyone who you connect them, they're still using it to this day. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you, you yeah. You're killing that area. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he was running that, and so he was dealing with the bishops and all that at this mm -hmm. conference. So one of my spiritual daughters was there. So we went out and was um, eating lunch and there was all these food trucks all around mm. and so I looked around and the Holy Spirit asked me a question he's like what's missing mm. I looked around I'm like what do you mean what's missing and he was like what kind of food's not here and I was like I don't see seafood and from that day it purposed in my heart at that conference and so then I just began the idea of developing seafood destiny and so I was gonna name it and I looked at my daughter I said um, she said daddy why don't you name it after me and I said okay I'll do that and so um I made her a promise that if she got into college, that she could go debt-free. Now, here's the scary thing. What's the scary I thing? Know you, I know you, Chase. I had no money. <laughs> I'm pastoring. But you ain't got no money. I had no money. Yeah. Ah. Pastoring. Uh, 
And so that really was a wake-up call for me because, you know, here it is, I made my baby a, a promise, but I had no money. But God gave me this idea. So I started it in my backyard. Mm. Started cooking in my backyard. Started letting people sample it. Mm. I'm all, then I moved into our little um, um, little space, outdoor patio. Then mm. my wife felt sorry for me, let me move into the kitchen. <laughs> and um, so we grew up from there, man. Um, and so um, um, the great thing, man, Destiny, she's graduating on the 13th. Wow. Um, and, you know, and so with no student loans. But yeah. here's the thing. She's done her part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the first couple years, mm -hmm. We had to fork it out. I was I was flipping plates. You know, people flip houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was flipping, Just flipping plates. But Destiny decided that she was going to honor her parents' faith, and she buckled down and she her grades. She got a chance to a scholarship the last two years, man. So I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like it was just just me and her mom. Mm. But she she said, Dad, I wanted to reward you. Yeah. Now, I about killed her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm telling you. And I went to go visit her on the college campus, man, and she was she was tripping. Oh, and she looked man. at me and said, Dad, you can't run my life. Ooh. And that was hurtful. Yeah. So even in the midst of doing what we got to do for our kids, sometimes they do things to hurt us. Yeah. And um, But um, we got beyond that. And, um, and uh, man, I, I'm super proud of her and uh, what she's accomplished. But it goes back to I just want to give them a head start. Yeah. So recently I completed my full estate plan and I'll be real with you, while it was an emotional journey, I can now sleep better knowing my family and loved ones will be taken care of. But did you know that according to a recent study, 60% of African-American adults have life insurance, yet many of those policies may not provide enough coverage to fully protect families in the event of unexpected death. The gap in coverage is a significant concern for black communities, as it can lead to financial hardship and jeopardize generational wealth building. And we definitely can't afford that within our particular community. Now more than ever, it's crucial for African-Americans to prioritize life insurance and estate planning. By doing so, you can ensure that your loved ones are well taken care of in the event of your passing covering funeral and burial costs, paying off debts and mortgages, and providing income to help them build true and lasting wealth. So I am asking you, please do not leave your family's financial security to chance. I want you to get life insurance today with my friends over at Ethos by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance for a free quote or by clicking the link in today's show notes. I want you to protect your family's future and give yourself a peace of mind knowing that you have life insurance today. Hey, let's get back to today's show. You know, and Thomas Burrow, that book just did something to me, man. Oh. And um, um, there again, uh, my son, when, when you know, he... He went to college for a little bit, but then he said, Dad, it's not for me. So there again, I'm not going to be a destiny abuser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to live through my kids. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cool with being who I am. What they want to be is what they want to be. Yeah. We're going to support them in that. So um, he said, I don't want to do that. And so I just think it's important that we give them the opportunity to do what they need to do or they, what they want to do with their life. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a blessing, man, that when destiny, you know, graduates, that she's walking across there. And no student loans. When no. when Jalen started, he um you know, we, we he bought a house at 21. Wow. I didn't buy my first house to 48. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I, when he got married, you know, we gave him money for marriage. Yeah. And everything. We go from there. Now he works in the business with me. Wow. And everything. And so um, 
you know, um, one of the things I'm looking forward to is starting a podcast. So yeah. we talk about it's going to be called the Black Owl. Mm. Owl is an acronym. Oh, the ownership, wealth, and legacy. Because yeah. I think that that's the key to that us. Is. That's why I love what you're doing in every yeah. day. But um, man, just just being a hero to my daughter, man. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I think that you, you know, in the past, we 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 help so many other people that our kids suffer, and um, I just want to be wow. a hero to my kids, man. You know, that that's what it's about. Um, because of the fact that what I went through, yeah. struggling coming up, you know, as a, as a black kid, as a kid personally, yeah. I had two options. I could go the other way or I could go the right way. I went the other way for a while. Yeah, yeah. But then God found me. I found God. You know, we go from there. Yeah. So um, that's what it's about, man, making sure she walks across that stage, man. Anthony, <laughs> you just pivot the whole conversation. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think you understand what you just did, which is a good thing, because I think, and you're a parent with how many kids? Two? I have three. Three, three, mm-hmm. three kids. Two sons and one daughter? Yes. And I have zero. <laughs> and I oftentimes hear people with parents, I mean, people with kids say, oh, my kids are going to have the same struggle. They're, they're going to, they're not the same struggle. I'm sorry, I'm saying it correctly. But my, my kids are going to know where we came from. Like, they want their kids to feel the same things they came from. And I'm like, I don't want my kids to experience or to feel the same pain that I had growing up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help the black community progress forward. No, so- and I think sometimes, well, you're spoiling them if you're giving them more than what you had. I'm like, no, I'm giving them an alley hoop. Mm-hmm. I'm setting them up to mm-hmm. win, mm-hmm. and hopefully, if I give my kids an alley hoop, they will give their kids an alley hoop. And the quickest way for us to close that wealth gap is if we get the ingredients, get the instructions, and we make the cake and we pass that down. Definitely. The problem is with the black community. I want you to go. Is oh, y'all gonna get upset when I say this? Oh Lord Jesus! Um, we give them half the cake. Mm-hmm. when we die. And when I say half the cake, we think because we have all the nice name brand things and nice cars, but without the system and the strategy and the wisdom, mm-hmm. um, we think, well, because we're leaving them that, that's okay. When like what you said, I think within the black community, and I think, I know there's a study that is out and I got to find this study and I'm going to share this study, but within the black community, we leave our children with bills and benefits. And the benefits are only enough to take care of partial of the bills. Right. But we're not leaving them right. with wisdom, with wealth, with opportunities, with an advancement. And what you just said right there is you said, hey, and, and, and I'm going to say something. If I, if, I, if I offend parents, you let me know because you're a parent. <laughs> um, oftentimes what we see in the black community is that we— the, 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 like me, I feel the burden of, man, when I have kids, one day I'm going to have to choose between my parents or my kids. Mm-hmm. And what we see within the black community, we send all of our money back up mm-hmm. rather than saying, Hey, you know what? Let me, let me go down mm-hmm. because parents sometimes don't make the right decisions to set themselves up. Mm-hmm. And what I see you doing is, Hey, I'm taking care of me and my wife, but I'm also making sure that my kids are straight too. Right. And in the black community, and as a pastor, because you pastor and, and you you lead Man, people, don't get started there. Why why do we have this whole philosophy 
from a spiritual perspective, from a practical perspective. Like right now, if I'm being transparent, my parents may not like this. I'm not worried about them. Mm. Like right now, mm -hmm. I'm saving and investing for my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm saving and investing to when, when my son or my daughter come out their mother's womb, I already have a plan to set them up before they even turn one years old. Right. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do for my mom and dad at 70, 80 years old. Mm -hmm. Because it's their responsibility to take care of themselves. Now, it's my responsibility to make sure that I help and I serve, but my responsibility is to my home and my house. Right. Am I thinking right? Oh, no, it's biblical. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> a good man leaves an inheritance for his children, not his parents. Ooh. Oh. The well, you know, the riches of the father yeah. is, you know, the, the the inheritance of the father is, you know, riches and houses. Yeah. It didn't say, it said father. It didn't yeah. say son. Ooh. So biblically, when we look at that, um, you know, that's where it is. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's important. I, I, one of my friends said this to me, and it was so powerful. She says, inheritance is what you leave for them. Yeah. The legacy is what you leave in them. And I think that it's important that we can leave them stuff, but we got to also teach them how to I'm manage right it. Right now, this is your show, man. Go ahead. What? Have that show, girl. Have that what? show. What? Man, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this man said, oh, my gosh. But, but, but so to be a false balance is an abomination. So what we have to do is we, we can leave stuff for them. Yes. But we also got to leave stuff in them. Yes. Because... The other problem that we have, even if we establish wealth, it doesn't get to the next generation. It doesn't. So it's just one and done. One and completely done. So we have to think, help them to, to perpetuate the, you know, the, the, the wealth or the yeah. inheritance to the next generation. Yes. The problem is, I think, is when, when, when you're that generation that's fighting to break the curse. Yeah. Because that's when all, you know, hell breaks loose in your life. Yes. And, um, and, and so not only did, did I have to battle with um, what I didn't get from my parents, mm -hmm. I went from laying up in a hotel bed, sleeping with three women, you know, mm. when they had three women pregnant one time, yeah. to giving my life to Christ. So I'm a, it was an extreme. So I went all in. All in. But the church, here it is. I didn't learn finances from my parents. Okay. I didn't learn it from public schools. Yep. I didn't. I went to two private colleges for a year and a half, didn't learn it there. Wow. And I didn't learn it from my place of worship. So the battle has been, you know, breaking through, breaking through, breaking through, breaking through, finding it on your own. I mean, I've served under some mega pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never had a conversation with me about my credit score. Mm. They never had a conversation with me about how much life insurance I had. Yeah. They taught me tithing and sewing. Come on, oh, man. Don't get me in trouble. Taught, they never taught me. No, I mean, it's just... Oh, don't it's get the, me in it's, trouble. It's, it's, the, it's the battle. They don't... They teach you tithing. They teach you how to give money, but they don't teach you how to gather it. No. They don't teach you how to guard it. They don't teach you how to grow it. No. But it's all about, let's give it. And we're not talking about all churches. Oh, no, no. We're no, talking no. about the church in general. Right, right, right. We have failed our parishioners, we have failed our people, and we do not teach them. What does the Bible say? Your first ministry is at home. Right. And we're not teaching them how to win at home. Right. I was at ILS last month, and um, Bishop Jakes, the last session, um, he was getting up, he was about to preach, and he said, man, I woke up this morning, God didn't give me a sermon. Mm -hmm. God said, get my wife, and y'all talk about how to win 
at home. Mm. And I was like, wait, Bishop. Mm. Wow. Mm. And he talked about how do we be a husband? How do we be a father? How, how do we win at home? We look good on the outside. Mm-hmm. We know how to preach. We know how to shout. We know how to make people scream. We know how to look like we're doing good. Our careers is doing well. Our money is doing well. But we're not winning at home. And I think the church, we have to do a better job at teaching our people how to win at home with their finances, um, especially with their finances. Because what, me growing up, that's all, I knew how to tithe. <laughs> So what you're saying is that we're great at having church, but we suck at living life. Yes. I mean, that, Horrible. That's, just, that's, just, that's just the... We're drowning in debt. Definitely. But but what we'll do is, oh, people going to get upset, but they're going to get upset. They're coming for me in the comments. What you're about, you about to say, oh, I did it. Yeah, you know, but what I'm saying is, uh, I don't want to offend you. Oh, no. Go ahead. But what I'm saying is, then we're big on tithe. And we're big on sow a seed. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're big on, hey, sow this seed, and a miracle will come. Will yeah. come. And, man, and I'm like, and I'm all for seed. I just sowed seeds, and yeah. I believe in the power mm-hmm. of sowing seeds. Mm-hmm. But when do we teach the practical side of, hey, here's how you eliminate debt. Here's how you build wealth. Here's, here's how you, 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 you do certain things to where you become a walking miracle. Right. And, and, and if we can eliminate death, I mean, not death, Debt, mm-hmm. we can give more. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we're not teaching and having the foundation start at home. Studies are showing nearly right now, currently in the year 2023, that nearly 70% of people live in paycheck to paycheck. When you dive deeper into the study, the study reveals that out of that 70%, a large portion of those are people who make over six figures. These are people who are living paycheck to paycheck because of inflation, because of job loss. But a lot of people saying, man, we have an income problem. And here's, here's the truth. We don't really have an income problem. We have a lack of utilizing our gifts and skills problem. You have the skills. You have the talents that God put on inside of you. And I want to ask you this question. I want to be very honest. Are you utilizing them correctly? Or are you just going to work, getting that check, coming home, and not really utilizing your gifts and skills to build wealth to pay off debt? Well, listen, I am hosting a free, a 100% free masterclass here with the next few days. And I'm teaching people how to build a personal brand, how to use the gifts and the skills that God put on the inside of you and turn that into an extra thousand to $5,000 a month to go towards paying off debt, to go towards, you know, building an emergency fund, to go towards building a dream home. But I'm going to go even a step further. What if you can use the same principles I'm going to be teaching for free? You make an extra 1000 to 5000 but what happens if you could turn it into a six figure income or maybe a seven figure income within the next couple of years. Well, if you are ready to take control of your money, if you're ready, ready to utilize the gifts and the skills God has given you to build a legacy, to build wealth for yourself, can you meet me? I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash save my seat. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash save my seat. Or you can click the link in today's show notes. It's 100% free. Come join me. Let me show you. Let me show you how we, my team and I, built a seven-figure brand and how we can put $1,000 in your pocket for the next 30 to 60 days. I'll see you soon. And again, I want to be clear because I want y'all coming for me. I know some of my past friends are watching. I do this. I I, I know you do. (laughs) I'm talking about as a church, we have to do better at educating people on how to win with finances. And as a pastor and as a father, I had to get you on this show because you said, you know what? I'm going to win at home, mm-hmm. and I'm going to set my daughter up and my children up to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a contract between me and, and two of my friends, 
and um, all of them have young kids, mm -hmm. and I have zero kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, why do you want me a part of this? I don't have any kids. Because we want you thinking about it now. So we, we all signed a contract uh, that our kids, if they decide to go to school or any kind of education, uh, we will 100% pay for it if they go into it straight after high school. Mm -hmm. So they have a four-year gap to go to education. I will pay for it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an agreement. It's an agreement. Uh, number two, uh, when they get married, we will give them a quarter million dollars to go towards any house that they desire. Mm -hmm. um, for my daughter, I will pay for her wedding. Mm -hmm. That is going back to the book that you said, which was so, so like confirming to me mm -hmm. because I'm like, wow, like, wait. Now, my then one of my friends said, well, what about your son? I was like, yeah, I'm not paying for his wedding. You know what I'm saying? I'll give him something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But my daughter will get the wedding. Right. For free. Right. My son, you're going to step up to the plate right. and pay a little bit for it. Right. And as your father, I'm going to support you. Right. But son or daughter, y'all right. get married, I'm giving you a quarter million dollars to go towards your home. Right. And I mean, and what you're saying, even as you... We know how you'll be with your father. You're going to teach him legacy because yes. legacy is mindset. Yes. Inheritance is manifestation. Yes. The manifestation, the prodigal son got the manifestation, but he didn't have legacy. He didn't have mindset. And one of the problems that, that we're not we're not shifting the mindset Talking good. of people. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. got a fixed mindset and not a growth mindset. Yeah, yeah. Because a fixed mindset is focusing on, hey, the, you know, uh, how did I do? Yeah. But that growth mindset is that how do we get better? How yes. do we get better? Where you teach them responsibility, you teach them. Um, it, I think one of the things that's important right now, and I'm, I'm working on a book, you know, entitled Don't Quit. Okay. But it's going to be dedicated to my son. Okay. Um, because in doing all of this, yeah, yeah. I failed a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. So, but, but here's the thing. Why do people not talk about their fails? When you look at the videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah on success, they double the videos of people talking about fail. failures. But but here's the thing. There's a difference between failure and failing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Failing is a verb. Yes. Failure is a noun. Yeah, a yeah. noun is a person, place, or thing. Yep. Just because I fail don't make me a, a failure. failure. Come so on. one of the things that we're not teaching our kids is how to properly fail. fail. <laughs> because fail is a part of success. And so I actually have an issue with people who are on social media who are always talking about winning. Yeah. Who are always, you know, I, I'm, I'm with the lifestyle. But let's talk about the fails. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they should teach failure 101, failure what? 201, failure yep. 301, because failure is a part of success Brilliant. and not opposite of success. Brilliant. And it goes back to, yeah, we're going to give them things, mm -hmm. but we one thing we can't prevent them from is the fails that God wants them to experience in life. Facts. Because everybody's that you have to fail yeah. period yeah. my son said this to me one day he said dad i don't want to fail i said well you need to go to heaven yeah because it's a part of it. life and the society that we're living in yeah, yeah. we talk about the inheritance mm -hmm. but i think the legacy is the legacy is when my son comes up against stuff he comes up against adversity he comes up against things he saw his dad mm -hmm. He saw his dad. Can, how real can we be on the show? I mean, you can be real. My son bailed me out of jail. Mm. 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 in the morning. My, my son had to come and get me out of jail. Wow. Over wow. some stuff that I didn't deal with. Okay. Okay. But he sees dad show up every day. Yeah. In life, yeah. overcoming a fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overcoming a fail. Mm. We're giving trophies for everything, man. Yeah. But we're not teaching them... The Bible says if you faint during the day of adversity, right. your strength is small. Yeah. 
So we're not teaching them how to handle adversity. Yeah. So I think that that's a part of the legacy. Yeah. The inheritance, yeah, you go to school. Yeah. But my daughter had to learn how to go to school. Mm-hmm. She just texted me the day and said, Dad, I passed chemistry. So, but she had, she had been failing chemistry. But she's not a failure because she kept, she kept attempting. I don't even like to use the word try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's attempting. Yeah. Because trying is intention without action. Yep, yep, yep. And a lot of people try. Yeah. But we got to. We got to put action in it. So I think that that's the legacy is what you leave in them. You know, don't quit. Right. You got to don't give up. Yeah. Don't get caught up in what the shiny lifestyle that everybody's living and everything like that. That's, that stuff is cool. But if you talk to anybody, one of the things I teach my kids is that if you talk to anybody successful, I guarantee you, if they talk with you face to face, they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, yo, um, Mr. O'Neill, tell me, tell me about your fails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your fa- I mean, you've been giving testimonies mm-hmm. about your fails here lately. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I have, I have no problem yeah. speaking about my failures. Yeah. Everyone co- tries to call me out because I'm 39 years old, still single. I failed at relationships. <sighs> I made horrible decisions. I treated ladies wrong in the past. I misled ladies in the past. I've grown. I've matured for, from them. Uh, but I have no problem admitting I failed. Doesn't mean I'm a failure. Right. I'm going to find me a wife. That's it. I have no problem admitting but, that. But I mean, I'm a man. But you don't want to, you don't, <laughs> here's the thing. You don't want to rush your seasons. No. Joseph did not rush his seasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you imagine if he would have gotten a wife and mm-hmm. had kids? Mm-hmm. See, I did it out of order. Yeah, yeah. I had a child out of wedlock. Okay. I got married and I didn't know who I was and all that stuff. I did it back. I've done everything backwards. Yeah. So I'm wanting to take that and help it be a win for my kids. I think that's winning. You know, not just the stuff that you give them. There again, it goes back to the legacy, the mindset. I did it backwards, but I remember when God broke it down to me. He took me to the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. and he showed me the five R's of Adam. Yeah, man. And he showed me. He said, listen, Adam had a relationship with me first. Yep. And a lot of men ain't going to like this. Ooh. Relationship with God first. Ooh, a relationship. Wait, wait, wait. This the five R's of manhood? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So he had a relationship with God. And we're not talking about church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had, had a, a personal, personal relationship. relationship with God. Come on now. Personal relationship. Now and, let me ask you, stop right there. Uh-huh. When you have a personal relationship with God, can you still fall short? Yes. Does it mean you do not have a relationship with God? No. Here's the thing. You can be out of fellowship but still be in a relationship. Cut! The prodigal son was out of fellowship with his father. Right, 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 right. But, but he wasn't out of relationship. Yes. He said, when he came to himself, he said, let me get back into fellowship. Yep, yep. But he was still in a relationship. Yep. I, I've, fallen out of, I, I've fallen out of fellowship with my mom. Facts. But I was still her son. Absolutely. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But the problem, what determines... The dimension of the relationship is the depths of the fellowship. Yeah. So when we when we take that relationship with God and we choose to have fellowship with Him, yeah, it's going to strengthen the relationship. Yeah. Anything, any relationship that you spend quality time in fellowship, you're only going to strengthen the relationship. Absolutely. But if you want the relationship to begin to waver, cut back on the fellowship, mm. the quality time. Quality time. Yeah, you cut back on that. Anything <gasps> you spend quality time with, that relationship is going to increase. Okay. That means you're going to do it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you watch TV, you're going to want to watch TV more. Yeah. Because yeah. you're spending your time, your energy in fellowship. That's what it's about. Adam was in fellowship with God. Yeah. And from that, that relationship, he got roles. Ooh. He got responsibility. Yeah. He had revenue because yep. God told him, take this garden and yep. keep it and protect it. Yeah. And then he had a residence. Residence. Yeah. <laughs> he had a residence. I told him. Wait, wait, wait. The ladies, the ladies are like, hold on, Pastor. Hold on, Pastor. Let me write this down again. Relationship with God, 
He had a role. What was his role? His role. Well, God gave him. He says, listen, he took him and placed him in the garden. Yep. He says, keep it and protect it. Keep it and protect it. Yeah. What is a role when, when, your, when your daughter comes to you? I'm going to break this down All practically right. for a man. Mm -hmm. When your daughter comes to you with a with a potential husband, hmm. right? What do you think his role is as a man? Because when ladies, when ladies and men in this generation hear roles, they get offended. No, 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 because I've been watching your shows. Yeah. So I see some of the debates. <laughs> but, but let, so let, I want to make sure that okay. I, I preference it biblically. Do it. Because I think that what happens is, you know, we're taking the Bible out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's sort of like this. If you have a, a Mercedes Benz and it's still under warranty. Right. And something goes wrong with it. Yeah. Are you going to take it to the Ford dealership? Heck no, I'm taking no. it right back to Mercedes. You're taking it to the manufacturer. Right. I think that what we're, what we're attempting to do is fix things but not taking it to the manufacturer. And so we came from God. The Good Bible, God. the Bible is the owner's manual. Good God. So we have to go and we got to address it from the book. There you go. So watch this. Uh-huh. Adam was asleep uh -huh. when God brought Eve. Right. Okay, but we'll come back to that. Okay. But the Bible doesn't tell us how long Adam and God was in fellowship together. Right, 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 right. It was God's decision yeah. that Adam get a help me. Yep, yep. Now, the word help me means equip, fit, suitable for the task. Equip... You, that, that's, that's what it means. Equip, fit, suitable for the task. The task of what? Exercising dominion. So Eve comes along and she's going to help Adam dominate Ooh. in the role that he already had. In the role he already has, Doc. Eve was a God idea, not an Adam idea. Ah. <laughs> Adam woke up and found Eve and he defined it the wife. Finds a good, a good thing. thing. He right. woke up and Eve was there. Right. And watch this, though. Eve was never a little girl no. with Adam. She no. was never a teenager. Yep. She was a full-grown woman. woman. But the common denominator between Adam and Eve was Adam was with God yep. and Eve was with God first. Uh. And then they came together with God and they were mature. So Adam had his roles, his responsibilities. He had a he had revenue and he had a resonance. So that's what I'm teaching my daughter. I'm I'm like, hold up now, hold up. Yeah. And this is the thing that we that that I've done everything I can to model that. We're not perfect as parents. Right. But no, you know. It's more important for me to be present than to give her presence. That's good, man. David gave his the next generation his presence, but not just presence. That's so. So while we are giving them the inheritance, yeah. the legacy is my daddy spent time with me. That's so. My good. daddy was the one that told me that. Listen, um, if you don't know your value, he will devalue you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I think the legacy component. So there again, we find that that as we go back to it, is that. Adam was a was was with God. Right. God decided to put him to sleep. Right. Took the rib, brought Eve to him. Yeah. So to answer your question, God, Adam had provision. Right. Before he got a wife. So 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 if Bro, he ain't, he ain't got no got residence and no revenue. Yeah, yeah. How you gonna help him? Oh my goodness. He 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 don't see you as a wife. Right. He see you as a mama. Ooh. Oh my God. That's the end of the show. God bless y'all. <laughs> no, he sees you as a mama, a mama. And you being a mama. Oh, my God. You taking care of him. Yes. 
And the New Testament says, he that provided not for his own house is worse than an infidel. Now, there ain't, there, I'm not saying, sis, I'm not saying. Talk to him. I'm not saying that, that, that you can't have your own. Yes, you can. Yeah. Because there are going to be times when that brother going to be down. Yeah. And you, you got to step up. But that, that that's her role, though. That's to it. help. Help. To be the help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to step up. Hold, I got it. Don't worry about it, baby. Don't worry about it, baby. My wife has done it. Hey, don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Because I held it down. But the man still needs to come back and provide. Um, 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 all the way. But ladies do not like that word provide. That don't, I mean, I think that the reason why they don't like it is because uh, they don't they don't understand that that doesn't take anything away from them. It doesn't. I think one of the I think one of the problems that we have in a black family yeah, yeah. is that we're keeping up with the Joneses and we actually think that just because we have two incomes we can actually go spend more money. But there's a proven fact you can Google it that parents who have stay at home the, the, the families who have stay-at-home moms have more money, or stay-at-home parents, parents, have more money saved yeah. than two families where both of them are working. Absolutely. But, but so why come we just can't, you know, live off of this income and stack man, the other one? Man, listen, man, listen. People get upset with me when I say that. I, I think that if you have two incomes... Now, I think, I know, because mm-hmm. I study this, mm-hmm. right? If you have two incomes in a family... Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was on a particular panel, and I said this, and the ladies were kind of offended that I said mm-hmm. this because they took it as if I was saying that their careers, that their incomes mm-hmm. do not matter. Mm-hmm. When I'm not saying that, what right. I'm saying is if we have two incomes, mm-hmm. let's be wise with the income. That's it. What is the strategy mm-hmm. to building a legacy and wealth? Mm-hmm. And so why do we want to have our lifestyle maxed with two incomes? Right. So I said as the man, I want to build the house house, I want the four walls Mm -hmm. of what I learned working with uh, Dave Ramsey. You know, my housing, transportation, food, and utilities. Those four things need to be be covered by my income. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that your income doesn't matter. Right. But what I'm saying is the foundation of what we send on as a family right. needs to be based upon my income, your income. Let's use that to invest. Let's use that to maybe do vacations. But then they was like, well, why do we have to settle for a $1 million home, or let's say, let's go down to the basic, average person. Why do we got to settle for a $200,000 home if my income will allow us to get a $400,000 home? I said, because now we're maxed out mm-hmm. to our capacity, and the black people, we are living above our oh, means. Why not come below our means, get a beautiful home, and we already know this. I'm going to pay for the house. Well, my income is going to pay for the house, but it's our income. Who's going to choose the house? The woman. Oh, you know what? All the, all <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you choosing, you decorating. We are paying, but we're basing... Oh, that's so good. We're basing the 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 cost of the home off of the income that my part of our relationship brings in. Right. And if we can just understand that, but I will say, men, we do have to learn how to say it better mm-hmm. so the woman understands that we value the gifts and the skills and the anointing that God has put on the inside of you. Right. We want that. Right. I, I don't want right. a woman to sit at home and be lazy. Right. And just, 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 just feeding our kids. Right. No, 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 no. I want you to bring whatever God put on the inside of you, bring it to the house. Right. right. But I want us to be strategic. Right. 
on how we're going to use both of our gifts right. and be good stewards of the income that God has given us. Right. And and I want to go back to you on that part, because you're, 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 but these R's right here, boy, I, ooh, Jesus, you got me thinking, Pastor. We already over time, but we're going we gonna, to we gonna ride here. Mm-hmm. Um, revenue. Mm-hmm. A man coming with revenue. I've said this before, and, 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 and some guys don't like it when I say this, uh, but I believe that most men, most men, if they, if they have a calling, if they have an anointing, and I think most men do. I'm trying to say this correctly. Um, let me ask you this question first. You worked hard to get your daughter into school with no debt. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. As a father, how would you feel if your daughter comes home with a guy and his revenue is not enough to at least take care of the foundation of their relationship, as far as let's get say to get married, his income cannot cannot afford to pay for the rent, for you know utilities, transportation, and food. How would you feel as a father? The first thing I would ask him is what's his plan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there, like I'm building a business right now. Yeah, and. Um, you know, things don't always go right. Yeah. But as long as you got a plan. Yeah, yeah. You know, is it just that you're gonna you're gonna stay on this career path? Is this mm-hmm. all that you see yourself doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, but no, I'm doing this temporarily because I'm over here. You know, this is my nine to five. Love it. But after five, I'm working on my business. Okay. Or I'm going to trade school. Okay. Or you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm over here finishing up college. Facts. This is where I'm at now. Right. In other words, let me say it like this: This is my I N. Yeah. But it's not my E N D. Because if that's his I N, right? Because my wife took a chance right. with me, right? Right? You know what right. I mean? Her mother gave her to me, mm-hmm. and all I had was the potential yeah. and the work ethic, right? You know. So if there is a plan, if there's a strategy, yeah, we cool with that. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But if there's no plan, if you're happy with where you are, yeah, then that's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem, first of all, because my daughter has saw a model. That's what I. That she thank saw. You. She. It's going to take some... And I'm not... God, I hope it don't happen, but... Yeah. She's going to be like, wait a minute. That's not what I saw. That's not what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he going to have to be show enough, show enough. And a part of me, I will be honest. And, yeah. and again, I'm speaking from my realness because we keep mm-hmm. it real, relevant, and relatable to take. Right. I will be somewhat offended if my daughter brought that oh, home definitely. to me. Oh, definitely. Because it's like, wait, if I showed you a model... Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a perfect man, mm-hmm. but I at least showed you he should have the basics covered right. before he say I do. Right. You know, and that's that's it. But I'm with you, though. I do believe, I don't believe in dating potential. Mm-hmm. I do believe in dating the fruit of the potential. Oh, definitely. But there again, though, what's the plan? That's it. And then what's the work ethic? Facts. What's the work ethic? Facts. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. There's no manifestation without participation. Yeah. You got to do your part. Absolutely. So this is what we're starting, but this is not what we're going to finish. I'm with it. And everything. But because you, you can have all this potential and it lie dormant. Yeah. But you got to begin to move and take action fruit. and everything. And then are you coachable? Who Who's your mentors? Who's in your life that's going to help you on this, this plan? Are you going to be accountable? Bro. You know what I mean? I think Bro. that that's so important. Yeah. You know, be, you know, I just told you that David gave his sons his presence, but he also gave him a pattern. Yes, yeah. I, I just think it's important that for that individual who's going to be stepping in my way, mm-hmm. for him to have a strategy. Yeah. So the other missing element amongst black men, African-American men, is that that mentorship, you know, that, that leadership, that accountability that's going to help him yeah. or help them actually 
you know, develop that strategy and everything. Yeah. And so um, I think that that's so important in everything. No, no, no. I, I agree with you, man. And that is something that I've really, really been big on within myself and within just like the guys on my team um, and the guys that I talk to. I'm, I'm very aggressive with 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 men, especially black men. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and 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 I'm still learning in this area. Right. So I'm not speaking and this is facts. But a part of me is like, man, I'm watching our sisters win. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm watching them start businesses, go to schools, be single mothers, and really rising to to the occasion that I think that, men, we need to step up. Mm -hmm. And so I tell all of my men that I think that um, if you're going to be a man, you should be striving to six figures a year. Oh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? That you shouldn't settle for anything less than six figures. Definitely. And... Some guys just get upset with me when I say, like, oh, man, I mean, I'm a black man, and the system is not rigged, it's not made for me. And I'm like, hey, bro, I, I make well over six figures a year, and I'm mm -hmm. black, too. Mm -hmm. And I think the greatest enemy to our success and to our wealth building mm -hmm. is our excuse. Definitely. And so if you immediately come out and say, oh, I can't, uh, the system, da 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 I'm like, bro, that's you then. Right. I didn't say go out there and make seven figures, eight figures. Right. <laughs> I said, hey, man, strive to make six figures a year. Right. That's $8,333 a month. Right. Um, after taxes, that's really not a lot. Right. After taxes as a single man, that's about, you see about five grand? Right. $5,500 right. a month? Right. Like, that should be your bare minimum stride. Right. You know? And so I think for me, when, I, when, I, when I'm talking to men, I'm like, all right, cool. If you got a job that's paying you 60, you 40K short. Right. We need to find the other 40K. Definitely. Period. But then that's going to come to where we also start beginning to talk about multiple streams of income. Facts. You know what I mean? And I, I think that that's, you know, you got a lot of different, you know, viewpoints right now is that you should focus on one thing and yeah. all of that. But but when we look at the Bible, yeah. Four Rivers Flow, yeah. even Ecclesiastics yeah. talks about that, you know, there's seven day eight streams, that's what we need yep. of income. So how do we argue with the word, yep. you know, but when we're dealing with these young men, we need to show them that, you know, there are multiple ways that you can do things and like taking your money instead of spending it. You ever notice that the word spend has end on the inside of it? <laughs> so when I spend it, that's the end, end of it. Of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But what about investing? And in investing, yep. you may not get a return right now. Right. But there's a long term. I've been investing everything I've had in Seafood Destiny for the last three years. Oh, my Everything. Gosh. Oh, my God. Some parts of it has went well. Some parts yeah. haven't went well. But I'm still with it. And I still got that strategy so. that one of, the, one of these days is going to be, you know, a household name as it yeah. pertains to being franchised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the strategy. That's so good. And, and some men don't want to go through the struggle. But, you know, I, I want to bring this up to you, too. Yeah. Is you got... You're dating or whatever you're doing. Yeah. She over here, you over here. Right. You got your house. Right. She got her house. Yeah. You living on your own. You taking care of everything. Right, right. She over here taking care of hers. Uh-huh. Y'all come together. Right. But you was taking care of everything over here. Right. And now y'all together, mm -hmm. and we're part of the 50-50 club. And I'm going to get in trouble for that. But wasn't you holding out everything over here? Yeah, I don't believe in 50-50. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. But what I'm saying is that when you're over here, and if you learn how to take care of yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. and then we come together, yeah. two has become one. Right. But she ain't got those bills no more. Right. So now we're here. Right. Now we need to have a strategy. And I'll say to my daughter, if he's going to do this, right. then you, what are you going to do with 
your income. And, but, but one of the things that I see as a pastor, and I'm talking to men about that, they get upset with me. Mm. Oh, they get, they get upset with mm. me because now we have now. Mm. We have. But that means you don't get to work as hard. Yeah, man. I, I, we literally had this conversation with one of my good friends, Dr. Arisha Hilliard, on her um, Instagram Live. And uh, that question came up. She was like, okay. Um, Anthony, you have your house. She has her house. Let's say her house is five million, mm-hmm. and let's say your house is uh, three million, mm-hmm. right? And she says, and let's say she makes more money than me. Mm-hmm. Right? <coughs> and she said, "What do you do?" I said, "It's easy. We sell both of the houses, mm-hmm. <laughs> or we rent out both of the houses, and mm-hmm. we go get a new house." Mm-hmm. She said, "But why? Why do I have to downgrade? Because." You can't afford my $5 million home because I want to take that stress of you paying bills. Mm -hmm. I want to take the stress of you having to work to survive in a marriage Mm -hmm. off of your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And let's go get a house. Instead of for a $5 million, we may get a $4 million. Instead Mm -hmm. of for a 10,000-square-foot home, we may get a 8,000-square-foot home that you select. Right. But that is within the budget of our income Mm -hmm. that part of that income comes from what I do. Right. But the stress is you do not have right. to do things. That's it. If you choose not to do things. Right. And some ladies just feel offended about, about that, like they're downsizing. I'm like, no, 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 you're not downsizing. If you're only looking at, I got to go from 10000 to 8000 or from 3000 to 2000 depending on what season they're in their life. If that's your biggest argument, mm-hmm. then I have a concern. It seems like you're more into the materialistic of things. Right. Rather than understanding what your man is saying, hey, listen, I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to carry the the load of everything, right? But we're still going to come together, right? I still want you to win and do the things that God has called you to do. But let's sit down and what's the strategy mm-hmm. on how to best win now together, right? And it's not you do your thing, I do my thing. I put in fifty percent, and we have to split it, right? No, man, I I, I believe, especially within the black community, man, we we have to learn how to be strategic. And honestly, everything goes back to like what you said, to the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. We got to go back to God. What, is the, what does the Bible say? Um, and I know some people get offended. I, I know you're going to be offended. It's all good. You be offended. Uh, but I think in the black community, it starts at home. And it starts at home. And the, and the most important conversation you got to have is, I think, what's your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with money? And watch this. Uh, what's, what's the relationship you have with your parents? Because that dictate how you're going to parent. Right. And I think when it comes to the money space, people are afraid to have the money conversation right. in the dating stages. Right. And there are ladies that, man, I'll just be honest and, and real. I've had intimacy with them. Mm. I've, I've, I've enjoyed um, spending time with them. But then when I started seeing how they move with money mm-hmm. and we started having a conversation around money, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll be honest, I didn't even have a conversation around money mm-hmm. because I just saw how they moved mm-hmm. and how they was purchasing things. Man, some of them are upset with me because they thought I only wanted them for intimacy when the truth is, no, I didn't like how you was moving with your money. Wow. Wow. But the problem is no one taught me how to have that conversation up front. Mm-hmm. And before we even went there intimate-wise, which, I, 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 man, I, I, yeah, before we even went mm-hmm. there, I should have had the hard conversations. Right. 
Like right. I should have had the conversations to see, are we even aligned with how we think and right. how we see life? Right. Which is why I came up with a, a great, a great uh, ebook. And we'll put it in the show notes, you guys, to where um, how to have the hard conversations around finances and relationships, um, finances um, and religion while dating. And the thing about it is, is, though, let's go back to the church. The church doesn't really have those conversations with you, um, even in marriage counseling. You know, so we you might talk about money, but right. it's a surface perspective. Yes. I'll admit that if we've been married 25 years, if I would have allowed my wife to handle the money, mm. we'd be further along. Mm. My gift was making it. Yes. Hers was managing it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't comprehend that, so I fought against her. Nah, man. I, yeah, but, no. but there again, yeah. no, there's nobody, there wasn't those people in my life to say, hey, you need to have... This is what y'all need to do. Facts. You know what I mean? And so, there again, those, those conversations that I, that we don't get from above, mm. you know what I mean? You you end up suffering in yeah. silence. Nah, man, you, I'm going to do another show on that. I'm going to do another show on the money conversations you need to have while dating. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's crucial. It's, it's important. It is crucial. It's important. Um, and, and if we would have done that, we'd have been, I know right now we'd be a lot, lot better off. Abs absolutely. You know what I mean? But the conversation wasn't there. And then our kids see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to the kids. Absolutely. The kids see it. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but, you know, we just got to stay at this thing, man. We got to stay at it. We have to stay at it. You know, <clears throat> she's going to get upset with me saying this, but, you know, we have our new little sister who joined our team, Michelle, on our team, and, I pick on her often, but it's like I I also know like when, whenever she does settle down with whomever God blesses her, uh, I know she's going to have that hard conversation. Mm -hmm. And and I think that ladies need to have the hard conversation. Mm -hmm. Men need to have the hard conversation. Um, and one of my mentors, who was a pastor, I won't say his name, um, he said, man, my goal is in marriage counseling is to break you up. <laughs> That's good. He said, because if I can break you up, y'all should have never gotten married. That's good. He was like, and, and he said, Anthony, honestly, here's where the separation comes in. Money. Right. Money and kids. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. People get engaged and they never had a conversation about how they want to raise their kids? Well, we put pressure on them. We put pressure. I heard this definition about pressure. Well, some of our pressure comes from tradition. Yeah. And this kid told his mom that um, tradition is nothing but peer pressure from dead people. <sighs> And so what happens is we're putting that pressure on them. Did this Negro just... <laughs> yeah, tradition is pure Peer pressure, pressure from, from dead, dead people. people. So what, what we do is like, um, my son graduated high school. When are you going to get married? When you get married, first thing they say is when you going to have kids. Yes. Like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're not going to let the pressure of other people stop you all from following God's plan. You know, it's I get a, that as a single person. All oh, time. I mean, I, I bet so. They, I mean, we don't get married. You know, how about you ask me, how am I doing? Oh, no, no. Like, how's your spirit doing? How are you maximizing this single season? Right. Every time I get around a married person, honestly, it, it it does piss me off, respectfully saying it, because I'm like, not one married person has asked me, how are you doing? And I think that, Anthony, I think that you shouldn't get married until you maximize being single. Yes. I mean, until you're tapped out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, you've gone through your processes, you got mm -hmm. some money right, mm -hmm. but listen, man, I, I'm ready to take my life to the next dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, kids, we've maxed out our lives together. together. And so we've done all we could do. And mm. in order to get to this next place, mm -hmm. we need to, now we bring kids in. But that pattern is not, you know, laid out. It's too mm. much the peer pressure from, 
you know, from the dead people mm. that you got to keep, you got to just do this. Man, you teaching good. And everything. And so I just think, but I'm looking at the mistakes that I made. Yeah. It's, it's important that you, you know, my oldest son is dating right now. Best girl, lover, mm -hmm. you know. And so every now and then I want to say, are y'all going to get married? But I've learned to let them just enjoy, enjoy life, yeah. man. And they travel around and different things like that. But that's something that I didn't understand. But I think as a, as a, as a father, I think there is a time and place where you should, because now yeah. you're guiding your son. Right. I think the problem is when you don't have relationship with me, mm -hmm. and every time I get around you, right. it's are you getting married? No. If my dad asked me that question, hey, so what's is she, is she wifey material? Like, what's what's the right. plan? Right. That's my dad just checking up and reminding me, hey, remember the date for purpose. Right. Don't waste her time. Mm -hmm. Don't let her waste your time. Mm -hmm. You know. What's what's the end goal? Are y'all right. aligned? Right. And I and I like that. My mentors, my accountability partners should be asking me questions like that. Mm -hmm. But my friends who are single, um, I don't I don't ask them that question, man. I think that what's important, one of the things that's important as you being a man of God and being the way you are, you gotta find that woman who's gonna protect your anointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And what I mean absolutely. by that is that when David was dying, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They showed, it really showed that he had repented from Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they put Abishag in the bed with him, mm -hmm. who was a virgin, mm -hmm. and David didn't sleep with her. Come on, man. She kept his anointing wound. Yeah, man. And I think that sometimes we're looking for butt and boobs and beauty. Yeah. But can you help me fulfill my assignment? You know, and we're going to end right there. Yeah. Because I'm well known for, <laughs> for saying that I want the Bible, the brains, and the booty. I'm well known for saying right. that, mm -hmm. um, and 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 I and I do mean that. But man, I've learned so much because I did chase the booty. If I'm just gonna be honest, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it brought me drama. <sighs> and I'm not saying girls who have a beautiful body are are right. bring you drama. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that at all. Right. But what I'm saying, when, when when I've passed up on ladies who may not have had the big old booty, mm -hmm. uh, for the ladies who did have the big old booty. And that brought me drama. And, and what I'm learning is there's nothing wrong with the desires of my heart. But as I am getting older and getting deeper and, and really studying, and this is honestly, it's just a revelation that I'm, and I hate to say it because it sounds a little immature on my end, but I think we're all evolving mm -hmm. even um, over time. It's like, yes, I would love to marry a woman who has a nice booty. Mm -hmm. But man, now I'm like, man, can I just, can I find a beautiful woman? That when I look at her, Darius Daniels taught me this just the other week ago. He, he, he's one of the guys who can speak into my life. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, Anthony, you need to find a woman that you don't need the Holy Spirit to be faithful. Mm. And I was like, wait, 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 we all need the Holy Spirit. He said, yeah, yeah, you need the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to live like Christ. Mm -hmm. But you got to find a woman that you love so deep inside mm -hmm. that if the baddest woman in your eyes walk in this place, mm -hmm. you're not tempted. Mm -hmm. You don't need the Holy Spirit to mm -hmm. keep you to sit down because that's your best friend. That's your lover. Mm -hmm. That's that's that she protects your anointing. She mm -hmm. she protects your your emotions. She mm -hmm. creates this space to where every time you're around her, you feel like you're at home. And I was like, huh. and I was like, I've been looking for one thing, mm -hmm. not for the thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like now as I'm getting older, man, I'm like. I, mean, I just, I just, I just want love. 
but I want beauty though. <laughs> I don't want you to twist it. But we're stimulated by sight. Yeah, absolutely. But watch this though. Yeah. I'm stimulated by sight, but I don't need her to cost me my sight. That's it. I don't need her to cost me my vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delilah yeah. cost Samson his vision. Vision. He's woo. I don't need you to cost me my uh, vision. Boy, boy. And I think that that's important is that because if you met me and I got vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you going to protect that vision? That's it, man. I mean, because we are stimulated by sight. Yeah. But I I can't have you when it costs my vision. That's it, man. I think that that's what's important. Y'all, we way over. I'm sorry. But this man, I love it, man. This this was a great conversation. Um, and um, he has a book out called Liberating the Entrepreneur Within. And we're going to drop this in today's show notes. And I want you all to check it out. Uh, because this man is an entrepreneur of, with multiple uh, revenue streams. And one of his streams was to create a business that funds his daughter's school so that she can have a head start. So that she doesn't have to be, and I hate to say this, uh, the typical average African-American child. And I appreciate his heart of how he took the entrepreneurial spirit. And he, it wasn't for himself, but it was for a legacy. It was for his children. And uh, she is she is graduating uh, with no debt. She is not a part of a stat, but she is a part of a stat that I believe we need to see more of. And that is a, a young woman that her dad set her up to win. And I believe that your daughter, she's going to do that. She's going to require her and her husband to do the same thing. Most definitely. And, and I think that's how we see the, the, the wealth gap, gap close. I don't think we'll see it while we're alive. Mm-hmm. I think our children's children will see the wealth gap completely even right. because of the decisions we made right. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Definitely. And that's what I'm all about. Definitely. That's why at 39 years old with no wife, with no kids, I already have a 529. Right. So that when my kid comes out his mother's womb right. or her, her, she comes out of her mother's womb, right. she's already sitting on six plus figures. Right. She's already wealthy herself. That's it. Herself. That's it. You know, That's it. Uh, when she gets 18 and she goes to college, hey, listen, your college was paid for before you was even alive. Right. right. You know, so I'm already thinking about that. And black people, we have to start thinking about that. Right. And it's like, it bothers me when I see, and I'm going to close here because I don't want to piss nobody off, but I'm going to piss somebody off. It bothers me when I see you got the Gucci, the Louis, the nice cars, all the type of stuff, and you have nothing set up for your kids. No way. You, you can't tell me you love your kids when everything is based on you. Right. You got everything. And I said, there's no way I'm going to sit here and tell my kid when it come out their their mother's room, I love you. And I didn't do something on the physical side, the practical side to set you up. Right. Most you can't tell me that. Yeah. Don't, don't come in here with no Gucci backpack. Right. Don't come in here talking about you got you're an entrepreneur and you don't even have an IRA set up for your kid. Right. Don't tell me that. Don't right. don't tell me you love your kid. And they're going to get upset because right. love is shown by the fruit that you give them. And it's crazy because one of the things I'm doing right now is that I'm like, I'm pre- I got to prepare for my grandkids. That's it. Cause, and I get my son to say, hey, I, t- I told my son, I said, listen, you need $10,000, $20,000 more before you even decide to have that baby. Absolutely. Just set apart. But I got one question for you, man. Yeah, yeah. When are you going to come and try Seafood Destiny, man? Hey, man, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> I just sent one of my good friends and, and, and his amazing crew um, over there. Um, you know, if you're in the Greenville, North Greensboro. Car- uh, Greensboro, North Carolina area, actually, I'll be in Greensboro speaking at, um, 
I forgot the name of the church, um, but I'll be there, so I'm, I'm coming. Uh, but if you're in the Greensboro, North Carolina area, man, looking for some real good seafood, yo, I heard uh, Seafood Destiny is the spot to be, and uh, go check them out. Um, we'll drop uh, that information in the show notes as well. If you're ever in the area, just go by there. I don't know if he's going to give you a discount. No, I'm sorry. Let me say this because I hate saying that. Black people, stop asking for a discount. <laughs> just go. We need, we need to learn to support other black businesses, you know. And so go there and just tell them, hey, I'm from Anthony O'Neill's show. Maybe he'll give you a free cup of water, a free side drink. But you got to pay for them snow crabs. Most definitely. Pay for them snow crabs. <laughs> and the crab cakes. We got, and the crab cakes. Oh, uh, better than Maryland crab We had cakes. crab cakes this morning, and Chef was on it this morning. Oh, really? It was, oh, it was good, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. See? I, first time, I had I, crab cakes and oatmeal. If I know you had a kitchen, I would have loaded up. Hey, man, listen. And you drove here. You should have. I would have. You should have came here with some snow crabs. Oh, man. Yeah. Good yeah. God almighty. I'm upset now. Yeah. I'm upset now. But, yo, y'all, great show. Uh, make sure y'all check out uh, the information in today's show notes. We will have the link to his book. We will also have the link to uh, Seafood Destiny's website, if that way if you're in the area, and we'll drop his social media information there. So, Anthony, thank you so much for coming, man. Oh, man appreciate, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate now. It. See y'all next show. Peace out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.